One of my favorite days of the year is, is Mother's Day. And the sad thing is it, it's something that we set aside to honor moms, but it would be nice to uh, realize that we need to honor moms all year long. I'm blessed with two great moms. Both of them are great prayer warriors. Uh, one of them let me marry her daughter, and one of them has prayed for me for over 65 years, which I'm very grateful for. I recently spent time with our staff, and I want to share with you that uh, I could see where their moms had a great influence on their life. And we've already, Aaron talked a little bit about Marcy and uh, Heidi's mom, Mary Lou, and Brian's mom, Debbie, all raised their children to be comfortable in who they are and to love the Lord and then be assured that they could step into service and serve him. And, and that, that encourages me. So good job, moms, of those people, because you've, uh, you're making a difference in our world by what you did for your three. And, and that's been fun. We had a great time. We spent some time as a staff. And, and of course, you, there's just a lot of fun things you get to do, and we learned a lot. But that one stood out to me as I had a time to just to spend with them. So it's hard to believe how busy our lives can get. And one of the things about our lives is that we, we just kind of, we determine how busy our lives are. We know that. And so we, we add all kinds of things. I just, I made a list here of some of the things, the different sources that feed into our lives from parents, spouses, friends, work associates, media, social networks, organizations that we align ourselves with to, hopefully for all of us, our relationship with God. You've heard these statistics, 60,000 to 80,000 thoughts a day go through our minds. That makes me tired just trying to imagine all those thoughts having their way into my feeble little mind. And I said in the first service, no, amen, that I have a feeble little mind. That's 2,500 to 3,300 thoughts an hour that go through our things. The University of Oregon did a study and said, and, and this is amazing how they can figure this out, but you could carry up to four thoughts in your mind at a time. So you've got four thoughts at the same time. And what cracks me up is think about trying to get the right thought to come out at the right time. If there's four in there, you're thinking, hey, get out of the way. And, and so we have all these things absolutely forcing us. Moms, you have uh, all kinds of interruptions. And I don't want to sound like it's a, it's a fact, but your kids and your spouses in a normal day interrupt you all the time. So how do you live with confidence in a chaotic world? How do you make progress in a hectic, out-of-control lifestyle? Paul has some great words through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit through us. But before I go on, I just want to stop again and say to moms, we love you. You are so important to us. You have sacrificed for us. You have a connection with us. You have, uh, for, for those of us who have wives and kids, you have a connection with our kids. And you begin to just, and you not only begin, but you continue to be such a, a good example to us and such a blessing. And so I want you to know that. In fact, you've heard, we're going to send a rose home with every mom and every, every gal that's in our church today just to let you know that we love you, and, and magnets. We just want you to, to know that you are appreciated. And it takes much more than that. Uh, I can't believe Aaron said we didn't have enough money to do more, but that's what he said in the, the, the first service. That, that's my buddy Aaron. So here's the thing. One of the things that we need to know about it is, is that, that Paul sets before us how to be confident in a chaotic world by th this thought, to stay centered. Paul talks about it in, Rome, or in uh, Colossians 3. Listen to the first four verses. You'll see them on the screen behind you. Since then, you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Not, uh, see, wait a minute. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. We need to stay centered. There are four areas this morning that I want to talk about. You'll see them on the screen. It's direction, correction. This is out of Colossians 3. Protection and resurrection. 
And the longer I live for Jesus, the more I realize that as he's asking me to set my mind on things above, one of the things he's asking me to do is to anchor my life on the resurrection of Jesus. And that's where the difference is made in the world that we live in. The first one, direction. Colossians 3, 1 again, since you've been raised with Christ, set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So you're raised with Christ, you get to set your hearts on things above. What's that look like? It takes work to set our hearts on things above. What we allow in, and I'm going to talk about this more and more as we get into the message, what we allow into our hearts really starts to come out as we set that as a priority. The illustration that always comes to my mind, and some of you may remember this, is I went to a movie years ago with one of my buddies that was a youth pastor. And the movie was violent, it was action-packed, and we got done, and the very first words out of his mouth were, I just want to go buy a gun and start taking people out. And I stopped him and I said, whoa! It's not as, I mean, today it's a lot weirder because we see it happen, but I looked at him and I said, we got to, Got to examine a little bit of where your heart is. If this is what you're feeding into there, he said, yeah, I probably am a little bit eccentric in that area. Ezekiel eleven nineteen says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. Undivided heart, new spirit. Remove a heart of stone, give them a heart of flesh. How do those words grab you? Because what he knows about us is where's our passion? Where's our investment? Where's our zone that we live in? And as we put ourselves into that zone, we realize that, that it's what we feel the best about. It's what we do the most comfortably. And as I look at us this morning in this chaotic world, the area of staying centered or stay centered in him reminds me that I got to set my heart on things above. The second one is correction. And it's funny because Paul sticks it in this passage and he says this, set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. That's the second verse. So where I see the idea of correction pop up is it tells you to set your minds on things, but not on things of the earth. That's the earthly things. That's the correction. That the earthly things pull us out of God's will and out of God's truth. 1 Corinthians 2.16 says this, Who has known the mind of the Lord so as to, to, to instruct him? The correction comes from the Lord allowing us to learn more about his truth, not the other way around. He can instruct us. We can begin to instruct the things around us because as we're centered on him, it's really important for us. It's funny, because the area of correction means that there's sometimes in my life I have to step back and say, okay, God, what are you saying to me that I'm doing wrong? And here's the thing I want to tell you about. To me, it's the end result. If, if it's worth it to me to see what God's going to do for me, there's several ways I find that. I look at people around me who've been a Christian for a long time, and I, I want to see how they're living and where they're going. And as I'm blessed by them, I go, okay, that's worth it for me. I hear what my folks have instructed me over the years. I see the things that are going on. But if the end result isn't going to be anything, then why would I live for Christ? So I want to challenge you this morning if that's where you're looking, because one of the things he says to us is we got to correct how we think and how we live. It takes a lot of things. We fill our lives with everything. We fill our lives with so many thought processes, and we look at things. Who's your sources these days? Who are you reading that says this is the truth? Because whatever you're reading, it's going to come out. Cheryl and I sang in a, uh, we were part of a singing group at George Fox years and years and years ago called Dayspring. And Dayspring traveled all across the country. Actually, it was from the Midwest back to California. We spent, we went about 10,000 miles in 10 weeks. And one of the things that we, we showed up at a, a Quaker Ridge camp, which was in Colorado. And in those days, people were talking about simplicity, living simply. And there was a guy that taught a class, and this is what he shared. And I mean, I'm 22 years old at the time, and I'm listening to him share to me. This is where God has taken me in my life. He said, I want you to look at all the things that you do and all the things you force in your lives. He said, uh, we, 
We only flushed the toilet when absolutely necessary. They recycled, which is a long time ago, which is recycling is good, but in those days, it wasn't a thing that was mandated. It was just something that people talked about. He kept his salary to a minimum so that he wouldn't buy more than he needed. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, man, this guy's he's nuts. He worked part-time so he had more time to, to meditate and to think about things that were important in his life. And so I thought, well, you know, that does kind of make sense. But at 22, I thought, this guy doesn't even know what he's talking about. But his point was this. If we continue to cram our minds and our hearts and our lives full of this and that, and, and I got to stop here too because I, I know one of the things that happens is we begin to feel guilty. That's not the point this morning. The point is not to say you've got to feel guilty. And if you're listening online today, by the way, we're so glad you're with us. And moms, we love you too that are online. I know my mom's online, so good, good thing you're here. We, we're glad you're with us. But the point is not to say guilt, 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 you don't do this. And, and you know what, moms, I get it. There's times in your lives when you've literally stopped and said, man, I, I don't know what, what else I could do. And, and you get kind of discouraged and maybe even a little depressed. And, and what God's telling us to do today is this correction that he helps us understand, set your minds on things above, not on things of the earth, means that you begin to evaluate the things that you do. There's another thing that he talks about. It's protection. And it's Colossians 3.3, and he says, for you died, and your life is hidden, is now hidden with Christ in God. Our lives are hidden with Christ. It's a protection that we have available to us every day. What does that mean? Okay, here's what Oswald Chambers says in My Utmost for His Highest. The most important rule for us is to concentrate on keeping our lives open to God. Let everything else, including work, clothes, and food, be set aside. The busyness of things obscures our concentration on God. He must, we must maintain a position of beholding Him, keeping our lives completely spiritual through and through. Let other things come and go as they will. Let other people criticize us as they will, but never allow anything to obscure the life that is hidden with Christ in God. Never let a hurried lifestyle disturb the relationship of abiding in Him. This is an easy thing to allow, but we must guard against it. The most difficult lesson of the Christian life is to learn how to continue beholding as in a mirror the glory of the Lord. That's a lot to unpack. But it's the busyness of things obscured, that obscures our concentration on God. And what he's telling us today is how, to live, how we live confidently in a chaotic world is to stay centered. Is to realize that all this busyness can be put into categories. And some of you are going, John, you've never been to my house. I mean, busyness is a, it's the way we live. It's like crazy, 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 crazy. And what he's saying is there are times in our lives where that protection comes because we're hidden with, in Christ with God. It's important for us to realize. You remember 2 Corinthians 5, 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new cre creation. All things, the old things are gone, the new things have come. And I know the translation says it a little differently there. But what I want you to think about today is that that protection as we are hidden with Christ is the old has gone. What do you struggle with this morning that's old, that, that continues to come back, that continues to, to pull you in a way you don't want to go, continues to take away the, the celebration you have with the Lord and just pull you into this area? And moms, sometimes it's difficult because we have, we have kids and spouses that are just going every different direction. And the protection that he gives us is that we are hidden in Christ. We're hidden in Christ. That's important for us to, to understand. Our protection comes in the form of a new creation in Christ. The fourth area is the resurrection. Colossians 3, 4 says this, When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. The resurrection is always a part of the formula to set our hearts and minds on Christ. It's the promise and the reward of staying centered. Listen to Revelation 22. There will be no more night. 
They will not need the light of a lamp or the light of the sun. For the Lord God will give them light, and they will reign forever and ever. We get our light from the Lord God. And here's the amazing thing. It's forever. So if you're in the midst of a situation right now, you think you can't get out. John, I've got this this situation where I'm depressed, I'm discouraged, I'm caught, I struggle, I have the same feelings, this is my personality. What he tells us is he will give us the light forever and ever. It's not something we have to surrender and stay stuck in. We just simply need to say, hey, Lord, would would you help me? The resurrection gives us that ability. The message says, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, puts it like this. Trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do, everywhere you go. He's the one who will keep you on track. I love the way Eugene Peterson puts that. And what I want you to catch today is that, that if your life is one where you're just seeing God bless you, awesome, because everybody around you is being blessed. If you're in a lifestyle where everything is crazy and not necessarily connected, then what God wants to help us do is set our hearts on things above and set our minds on things above. And it takes an effort. But to see the end result, the generations that, are, that have come after me want to see the end result. They want to know that what I'm doing, why, why, why are you doing this? And I stand before you this morning and I say the reason that I love Jesus is because that he loved me and he's forgiven my sins. And he's entered into my heart, and he's given me a perspective and a journey that isn't the easiest in the world, but it's never the most difficult. It's never a a journey that I have to give up on. And the resurrection has given me that ability. It's funny, I I prepared this message several weeks ago. And one of the things that I thought about was I was reading an article by a guy by the name of Chuck Lawless. And Chuck was talking about he had all these ways that you would remind yourself every day that you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And as I read it, nothing against Chuck. I've never met the man. But I just got this feeling, you know what, I want to adapt this a little bit and and give it to moms, but also give it to us. So I took seven of them, and I put them in the bulletin, and it's something you'll take and use however you want. But here they are. The first one is this. I get the privilege of praying for my family and with my family out loud. Let me tell you why that's important. Because it shows our families our relationship with Jesus. It's an encouragement. It's a learning. I, I, when, when, when I listened, to, when my mom would pray out loud, when my dad would pray out loud, it just gave me a good perspective of where I lived. When I listened to my wife pray with our kids when they were little. And some of your kids are grown, and, and there's still a chance for you to get together and pray out loud with your family. Some of you are going, John, you, you don't understand it. Either A, I'm a very shy person, or B, we never have time. That's where I'm saying as you stay centered, the busyness brings you back into an ability to pray out loud. Number, the second one is I can share my, my favorite truths from God's word with my family. I can share my favorite truths from God's word with my family. Make it just a part of your, 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 and it doesn't have to be awkward. You don't have to, okay, kids, here's my verse for the day. But it just comes up in your conversation and you say, you know, here's a really cool thing that the Lord blessed with and, and you give it to him. Or if it's not going to happen, it'll come later. But you just, you have that privilege. I can talk with, with God about my family. I can talk with God about my family. And man, I know there's a lot of us here that talk with God about our families. We do it all the time. We pray, we pray, we love them, we want the best for them, we want the things to happen to them, we want the the right career, the right spouse, whatever we pray for, their health, all these things, we we carry that on. But what a privilege. My family can get closer to Jesus with my love and help. What a fun thing to remind myself of. My family can get closer to Jesus with my love and help. help. I get to serve God as I love Christ and my family. I get to serve God. 
Moms, you can look at that as part of your service to God is loving your family, and that's a big service. Thank you for doing that. But you can also say to your family, here's an area that God's asked me to be a part of, and you can enjoy it with me, you can join with me, or you can just, just, be, you know, just say, hey, good job, Mom. I get the privilege of saying kind and positive things to my family. I adapted this one because I think that's a really good reminder. I get the privilege of saying kind and positive things to my family. And finally, I get to do fun and creative activities with my family. John, these are about as basic as I've ever seen you're saying to yourself, and here's what I want you to know. They might be basic, but sometimes in the midst of our craziness and our lack of focus and our lack of direction, we lose the privilege of what God's given us to do as we get get to spend time with our families. Families are awesome. Moms, you're awesome. And what I want you to see is how important it is for you today to be able to take a stand and to continue to take a stand for Jesus as you live for him and as you show all of his blessings to the people around you, but also as you, as you experience them inside you to step into a world that needs to see that. It's not an easy journey. It's not one that, that you can just say, hey, you know what, I've, I've discovered the magic formula. In fact, there are days in your lives, I know that, where the hecticness, hecticness and the craziness is so visible that you just can't even figure out which way to go. But what I want you to hear today from me is this. God's got a way for us to go. And he's given us this privilege. I I mentioned in the first service, and there's people who were in the first service that are going to remember this, but my day is complete around holiday times when my whole family is in the room with me. And you've heard me say that before. So when my kids walk in the door, they go, hey, Dad, I know you like me here. It's just, it's just where I want, to, I want to be with them. And it's not that they're perfect kids. Cheryl raised those, but, but it's, you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a challenge, man. It's like I want to be there, and, and just, we just get to spend time together. We just get to have fun together. That's a privilege that God's given me. And I want you to sense that today because we live in a world right now, as you are well aware, that is challenging every step of parenthood and motherhood and the birth of children and all the things that go along with that privilege and they're throwing all these other stuff in and I'm looking at you today and I'm saying to you online that families are a privilege from God and we get a chance to learn from him and share with them how that privilege is. So this morning as we close, I I just want you to sense that the Holy Spirit's got a great plan for you that he's got something for you maybe today that you've completely forgotten about and that by living with confidence in a chaotic world, learning how to stay centered on him will make a huge difference. And here's what I'm going to say to you. Have fun at it. You're going to see God continue to, he, he does it for me too, change our priorities, switch things around, say, hey, this is good. Let's pull this in here. Let's try this. And away we go. And then that last statement, we can do fun and creative things. And we go, you know what? Thanks, Lord. He gave me a perspective that I hadn't thought about for a while. Let's pray together as the worship team comes up.